Welcome to the Cardiff Ajax podcast series. This is the third episode. I'm Toby Nichols, and tonight I'll be co-hosting with Dave Medhurst. This is the third episode in the series and tonight we will be talking all things virtual cycling related. Specifically, we'll be discussing with some members their experiences on Zwift. We're joined tonight by members Jake Bailey, Anna Buckland, Tom Dye, Liz Webb and we're going to discuss the topic of virtual cycling which for some of our members has allowed us to stay on the bike throughout the pandemic during local and national lockdowns. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Thank you to the club sponsors, Sunset Cycles, Griffin Mill Garages, Fox Storage, Sport Wales, Ride by Cafe, Stuart Greenberg Opticians and Andrew Seary Physiotherapy. As always, please, please visit the club website, cardiffajaxcycling.co.uk for all things club related and details of the sponsors. Again, if you'd like to get involved in this series or have a topic you want to discuss or come on the podcast for just, as a participant, please let Jake Bailey or Dave Medhurst know. We're going to jump straight in to a discussion around Zwift cycling. What I want to do is just give brief introductions. I'm going to hand over to Jake first, and we should say congratulations to Jake because he's been badge hunting in Zwift, and he's collected all the virtual badges. They're not real. They're just virtual. So big round of applause to Jake, and I'm going to open the floor to Jake just to introduce himself um, and talk about his experience of Zwift since whenever you started, Jake. I believe that might have been three, four, five years. You might be at one of the first adopters. I don't know. Today. There's nothing like an imaginary badge is there to keep you going. <laughs> so I, I started Zwifting in 2017. And to be honest, Toby, uh, I would have never probably done it at all. I always remember thinking, I started cycling about 2015 and there was no way I was ever going to go on turbo. I was one of those people that thought it was crazy to be cycling inside when you could go outside. Um, then I had a bit of an accident in 2017 and when I was kind of recovering from that, I bought myself a turbo. And the first thing I did when I was allowed to uh, to kind of go and do anything after the accident was go and pick up my bike that, that had been kind of damaged in the accident. And, uh, and I got a turbo. I put my bike straight on the turbo. And the first thing I did on my first day of my proper recovery, I started cycling. And that was when I started doing Zwift um, and kind of been doing it ever since. I think I've probably done about 12,000 kilometers on Zwift now. And I've got all 119 cycling badges on Zwift. So I have turned into a bit of a, a badge badger, as you'd probably say, um, <laughs> and kind of uh, loved it over the last year. So probably done more ever than ever over the last year. Um, so definitely Zwift convert over the time. Great. And I think that's a conversation piece we'll catch up um, a bit later on is, is I know for some members listening, they're like, well, is, is this online virtual cycling, real cycling or not? And I'm, we're going to go into that and delve into our experiences um, later on. So, Jake, thanks for that. Anna, I think you're, you're a relatively new online cycler, aren't you? So talk us through your, your experiences so far. Yeah, I am. So I've been a member of Ajax for a couple of years and I was a little bit reluctant to get into Zwift. I was sort of, you know, didn't really want a turbo trainer. And, um, you know, a bit like Jake said, I, I was looking at my Strava feed and I was thinking, what on earth are all these people doing on Zwift? I just don't get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I borrowed a turbo trainer from someone on the committee actually kindly lent me one. And within about a week, I was fairly hooked on it. Um, he said I would and I was like, no, I won't. 
but you know it is it's it's quite addictive in a good way um it's been brilliant for me just the last couple of months just being able to work out at home you know the whole family have been using it um so yeah from a convenience point of view i really really like it but yeah so i've only been a couple of months so i'm, I'm a newcomer i guess compared to everyone else um, oh, but yeah really enjoying it so i'd be interested to pick up on some of your experiences and thanks for all the kudos you keep giving me as well it's most appreciated <laughs> 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 Liz, t- talk us through your experiences because you're part of the, you know, you, you, you regularly attend these sort of Ajax meetups, don't you? I, I do quite a lot, yeah, um, most weeks, unless the weather's really nice. But I've, I've been on Swift about a year since the first lockdown. I first used it when my son Mike, he bought a um, smart trainer and I wanted to try it out. So I just did, I joined for the seven day free trial and had a go on it. And although it was quite fun, I still felt I just wanted to be outside. I've turboed and used rollers quite a lot um, in the past, but only ever for about half an hour, 40 minutes. I always felt I could never do more than that. But then in lockdown, when you couldn't get out, I decided to um, give it a go. And yeah, and this lockdown, I've been badge hunting as well, but I haven't got anywhere near as far as Jake. (laughs) I think I've got something like 77 badges now. <laughs> so I'm not doing too Good bad. effort. That's pretty good. But, yeah, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I do loads of different things. Great, thanks. And, and Tom, I always see on your Strava feed, you seem to jo- join some 7 a.m. club. So you seem to be on the early morning crew and the late night crew. So talk us through that. Yeah, no, happy to. So I've been a um, member of Ajax just past my six-year anniversary this month. And I actually started Swifting originally in October 2016, so wow. quite quite early on. But I was actually looking back in preparation for this, and I did on average one or two rides a week on Zwift then, which I thought at the time was quite a lot. Whereas now I tend to do yeah two rides a day, sort of most days throughout the week, and then potentially a ride on the weekend. So similar to Jake, I've also been a bit badge hunting. I've got a few left to go. Unfortunately, on the route badges, I've got all the horrible ones that no one wants to do. <laughs> and it's I'm not particularly looking forward to them but yeah i just for me i kind of yeah enjoy the social aspects i you know, like i say to you, i jump on most mornings at about seven seven a.m just before work and that's mainly been due to due to lockdown i've obviously had the advantage that i've been working from home so i've got a lot more time i don't have to commute so i can still do a ride at seven a.m for an hour jump off have a shower and still be at my desk for half eight and and working so that's been a real plus and particularly i think most of my miles on Zwift, I was looking earlier, I'll just go over the 12,000 kilometres, wow. going absolutely nowhere, have probably come in the last uh, last year. Yeah, interesting how how the pandemic's forced lots of people online, and I guess it'd be interesting for, you know, for those members listening around um, who, haven't, who haven't been able to go online, what their experiences have been like, and I guess for all of us it's about an outlet, a cycling outlet. Um, online and, and that's sort of what we're here to discuss David talk us through your experiences as Zwift yeah similar to Tom I've been around on Zwift um, for quite a number of years and um, again I think I just had to had a quick check on my account I can't believe it's since 2016 I don't know where that time's gone but yeah I think <clears throat> initially sort of took it up um, as a good winter training tool and um, used a lot of their workouts on Zwift and um, 
did a little bit of racing here and there, but then certainly over the last year, it's really become more than just that. It's been the social element that's been so great, you know, with our um, Sunday club rides on Zwift, also the meetups during the week. It's just been great to have the ability to still meet up virtually and chat with friends and club mates. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, it's such a huge addition and bonus to, to, to cycling, really. Um, and you don't really have to go anywhere. It's nice. Yeah, I guess that's sim- similar to mine. I've been on it since 2016, uh, 2016, maybe 2016, 2017. And I'm still out every weekend rain wind shine i'll i'll still go out but but with a young family it sort of affords me the time to pick and choose when i can go and actually interacting with a, a world a virtual world as it is and having the capacity to interact with other club members has, has brought my gloomy cold shed to life um which is <laughs> which has really helped because i think liz alluded to it that those turbo pre sort of zwift or online platform turbo moments solo are pretty pretty tough they ask many mental questions don't they and 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 they can be somewhat soul destroying so i guess just just to throw a question out because there's probably members in here that uh, that, that are listening to this that are thinking Do you know what? I'm, i don't i really don't fancy this online um swift platform and I, I i think i should mention there are other platforms we're just choosing to use swift i don't want to do any disservice to to anyone that's listening that uses any other uh, platform it's just a, uh, a, the most popular platform but i guess there's people out there that are saying you know i don't want to do this um, i want to ride outside so we're not here to convince people but talk us through the benefits of having the the experience online um through zwift and having the capacity to go outside just it'd be interesting to to sort of hear your experiences as a, as a, as a panel around that Shall I start us off, Toby? Yeah, go far away, Jake. So if I kind of link to what you were just saying around uh, tying it in around family life tonight, I went and cooked everybody tea because Cassie, Kathy was working, uh, popped down to the shed, did a race, absolutely smashed myself to pieces, popped back in, just put the kids to bed, and now still been able to come out here and uh, do this podcast as well. So the, just the convenience of that, being able to fit it around family life makes a massive um, difference. I just wouldn't have been able to get out on the bike otherwise at all. I just couldn't have fit it in. So, I mean, that's a huge thing for me. And the other massive benefit um, is the social stuff. Even if you're out on the club ride, you're trying to talk to somebody. You've got the wind blowing in your hair. You can't hear somebody properly often. You rotate in every couple of minutes. Actually, on a Sunday morning ride, I can sit down and have a chat with Liz or Dave or Anna or Tom or whoever's on the ride and can hear them perfectly clearly. And I've got to know people across the club in a way that I would never would have done otherwise. And so actually, there's that benefit of the convenience. I'm probably about the fittest I've ever been at this time in the year because I've done loads of Swift. And also, I've got to know other members in the club better than I would have been able to um, without it. So three massive things for me. Yeah, I think that's the the, the advantage that's what's been so nice to be able to ride with all with all of you guys because I, I can never keep up with you normally you know your slow rides are fast for me and i can keep up on a meetup so yeah so i think that's uh, i think what the, the group rides on a sunday have got I, I don't know if um dave or tom you want to talk about the rubber band effect so the the, the club ride and how that rubber band effect kind of works in game for a meetup yeah, happy to pick it up. Um, so, yeah, so the rubber bands, it's quite a clever thing that Zwift have designed because obviously if you're 
the way that Swift works is obviously you're cycling on your turbo trainer, whatever power you're putting out, that's basically converted into a sort of a virtual power and your avatar then basically moves around this virtual world. So what obviously if you didn't have a rubber band effect and you had a meetup, the whole group would basically get shattered quite quickly because everyone would be going at different different powers, different speeds. The rubber band basically takes your collective power and speed you would be going at and basically averages it all out. So you all stay together. So it's a really nice sort of social social event. You can see everybody. And yeah, it just adds adds another element really to, to it. Yeah, so you can have someone in, who would normally on a Sunday be in the top group putting out whatever watts um, with with any other member in a, a, a um, in, in a group going as a, a combined um, Ajax movement, all of us together. Um, and there's also well, what happens on the Discord because that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because that that for me is when I've been on a few of them is the bit that kind of glues it all together. It's probably Anna's turn to speak, but I'm not yeah. quite sure Anna, if you're if you're, uh, if you're quite so good at the Discord yet. I, You've not quite cracked that one, I don't think, have you? No, I haven't. I've tried. I've really tried. Every time I join it, um, I can hear people, or but people can't hear me. And then I had it was a bit embarrassing. I went to go on Swift a couple of weeks ago, and I opened my laptop, and I could just hear Dave's voice coming <laughs> out of my laptop. <laughs> I think that it had just, I was automatically, you know, on Discord. So then I looked a bit odd because you guys were racing. So, I, but, you know, I was trying to speak to you, you couldn't hear me anyway. So now I need some sort of lesson uh, on Discord and, and how it works. The times that I have been able to join, you know, I've really appreciated it. It is really nice being able to hear everyone chatting. Um, but yeah, I definitely need more practice. What are you using it on? I'm using my phone for that. Yeah, it's, it's my laptop, and I think maybe I need to stop using, you know, Zwift and Discord on my laptop at the same time. I also say it's not very easy when you're sort of sweating and a bit hot to be trying to sort issues like that out. So really, I think I need to practice while I'm not, you know, sitting on my on my bike. Yeah, because the the disc the Discord is basically an app, and it's there's an Ajax group in it, and it's just an open an open um, sort of mic discussion. So with some headphones and some speakers, there's just an open channel of discussion going on. I guess that leads us in nicely into talk us, talk us about, it'd be great to share with, with everyone. Obviously it's a virtual world. Um, you've got to dial into it remote. You know, there's, there's an internet connection required. What, what, what do you need to get onto Zwift? What technical stuff do you need? And is it difficult? I think from a very, well, if you have the very basic setup, it isn't very difficult at all. You can, you could use Zwift, literally, if you had a dumb trainer, a speed sensor, and some sort of device you could play it on. So that could be an iPad, an iPhone, something like that, or a, or a basic sort of computer. So that's your sort of very basic setup. So what, say the, what's a dumb trainer, Tom? Talk us oh, through that. Sorry, yeah. So, so a dumb trainer, so you get two types of, you've got your dumb trainer, and you've got your... Um, got the word of it now smart trainer yeah smart trainer and the, the basic the main difference between them is a smart trainer will control the resistance so if you cycle up um, a virtual world and they've got a hill as you're going up that hill your trainer will make it harder so you've actually got to physically change down gears to keep going up a dumb trainer will just basically give you a sort of a standard resistance and it won't interact with the game at all so it's i'd probably you can get started on the dumb train. It won't be the same experience. It won't be that full sort of interactive experience you get 
And I know some people that have tried it during lockdown and really haven't enjoyed it because of that, because you don't really get that full experience. Well, I, I guess appreciate it. I have a dumb trainer. And that it works okay. The only thing is, as you're going uphill, you can still pedal exactly the same. You just go slower, but you can change gears. I mean, you can change your gears manually as you would normally. And so, if you want to make it harder going uphill, you can use harder gears. But I tend to just pedal away and just get slower. So, it's, so it sounds like I need an internet connection. Um, a laptop or a, an iPad or a phone with the Zwift app on it. I'm logged in. I've got my trainer set up. I need some kind of power source, do I? Dave, this is your stuff, technical stuff. Come on, talk to well, us about Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly. I mean, with, with the dumb trainers or the, the old-style turbo trainers, um, you, you don't need a power meter, so Zwift will estimate your power based on the type of um, trainer that you've got. Um, so you can do it. you can do it with the the non smart trainers. It, it certainly, like Tom said, it, it certainly gets better. I think if you have a power meter or if you do have a smart trainer, but that does require more of an outlay for one of those. I mean, I think the cheapest ones of smart trainers, the the direct the wheel drive smart trainers are probably you're probably talking three four hundred pounds. I would have thought um, as an initial outlay. Um, but yeah, you, you could do it with a non-smart trainer and a power meter. That'd be another way of doing it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you. I think, to be honest, you, you could just sit on your sofa and join Discord and have a chat with your mates if you want to. You don't even have to cycle anywhere. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So that's a way in, isn't it? So you can just have a, you can, everyone else can do some exercise. You could just sit and join the Discord app, the Ajax. Um, uh, yeah, that's what that. That is one of Dave's favourite things. So on the Wednesday workout, he always chooses the hardest workout, right? <laughs> and so, right, all right, Dave, we'll all do that really, really tough workout that we spend like five or ten minutes in zone five and we'll absolutely kill ourselves doing it. And then we get halfway through and Dave says, oh, my legs are a bit tight tonight. I've just done a zone two. <laughs> you joined us one day as well, didn't you? <laughs> Me and Leah. So that's the next stage, is it, Dave? You're not not even going to be on there. You're just going to be talking to us through uh, through Discord whilst we, you're killing us doing the workout that you've chosen. So I think that for anyone listening, it's worth just googling what Discord is, and that'll that that'll talk you know that'll talk you through and 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 around um, the requirements as if as if there's so much stuff out there. But it sounds to me like it's Zwift is pretty much just like other other forms of cycling. It can get expensive if you want it to. Yeah, extremely expensive. I think if you're looking at um, if we just put some numbers, if you're looking at a top line sort of setup, if you're looking at one of the high end trainers, you're probably looking about a grand to twelve hundred pounds. Potentially, if you go for something like the Kicker bike, which is a totally dedicated bike, rather than having your sort of normal bike you'd cycle outside on a turbo trainer, you're looking at about three thousand pounds. One of those, so it can quickly add up quite quite fast. But you could get yourself set up for a couple of hundred pounds. And I guess the benefit is that we've all experienced is for that, you get an interactive, immersive experience in an online world, whether that's your thing or not, I guess, is, is you know, is for people to try. Um, and it allows you to connect up with other members and, uh, and brings that whole turbo experience to life somewhat, rather than it being this individual sort of really tough effort, which is can be soul destroying. 
Tom is on uh, commission with Sunset, by the way. It was uh, I, I bought a direct drive turbo. I, was, I had a basic wheel on turbo, which was actually worked really, really well. It's a smart trainer, but a wheel on turbo, and it was fine. Tom then told me, uh, uh, and Nia, one weekend, they had some direct drive turbos in Sunset. We both went and bought a, uh, a turbo that weekend. I'm sure Tom's on 10%. He, he must be absolutely raking it in with his commission at the moment. So <laughs> good on you, Tom. Yeah. Should Ruby's talking to Gav. <laughs> that'll be my so, next button that's my next purchase is a smart trainer yeah you see i think it's just like normal out just like cycling isn't it there's always the next purchase mm. so the any, great thing about that is it makes quite a big sort of secondhand market as well mm. well there's obviously risks of buying secondhand if you're buying it off as of sort of someone in, in the club that reduces quite a, quite a lot of those risks and and and, and i think there is that community bit of the club, isn't there? There's always someone who knows something technical, whether there's um, a technical issue around Zwift, Turbo, whether outdoor as well, um, the, the, with first-hand knowledge to really help solve those problems, apart from Anna's Discord. That's been <laughs> highlighted, and that will be solved. Right, that's the next one. We'll, we'll solve that by next week for you, Anna. All That'll right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You are, you are right though toby um i think it was matt wilde said in the uh, in the ajax group chat the other day or in the zwift group chat that he's he's been a new member probably been a new member less than six months and he said we've solved all of his cycling problems so whenever he's got a question he pops it up into one of the different chats or on the facebook group and we've been able to solve all of his problems we we kind of got managed to sort them out with the with a bike for his girlfriend, sorted out his yeah. with kind of issues as well. So if anybody has got any questions around this kind of stuff, there is plenty of help within the club to be able to uh, get started. And yeah, just a quick shout out to those WhatsApp groups, because we, we recognise that WhatsApp groups are quite hard to find out about. We're, you know, we're really keen to promote those groups um, and, you know, just email membership um, secretaries or any of us on the committee and we'll, uh, we'll happily add you to to the the ajax swift group and that to be honest you you can almost always find someone to ride with if, if you want to it, it's very easy just to post and i think liz said earlier about how i just turned up on discord while her and nia were on a ride and it, it was actually really nice <laughs> just uh, you know I, I just happened to be on zwift i opened the discord app to have a look see who's there and i saw liz and nia and i thought well why not and, and it was uh, yeah it was just nice to be able to chat so yeah, definitely really keen for it to be as accessible to everyone as possible. Do, the WhatsApp groups do come with a warning, though. They do ping very often, but in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, you they... want to put them on mute, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I'm on. I'm on. You know, we're on. We're talking about Zwift. For those members that are thinking about this and don't, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to. Um, explain what Zwift is. What is it? What are these virtual worlds? So I've got my turbo. I've set it up. I've got the Zwift. I've logged in. I've got my account. I'm good to go. What? What is it? What is it? What is this world? These worlds and how do I do it? And we've spoken about badges and we've spoken about resistance. What is it? What's it like? So there are loads of worlds now i don't even know if i can name them all we started off with just watopia um and then i think there was london and new york and richmond and yorkshire and richmond and yorkshire they they're kind of based on the uh world championship racing courses 
Um, I think there's a Bologna time trial. You can ride up Alpe de Zwift, which is actually exactly the same profile as the Alpe d'Huez. There's Vontu now as well. Um, so you've got just this enormous choice of different places you can go and cycle. They all Each world has a slightly different feel. Um, they're kind of expanding all the time. The, the rumor is that the next one that they're going to make is the uh, is is in Japan. So they were going to create a course for the Tokyo Olympics. We'll see if that actually happens or not. Um, but they're you know that that so they're trying to expand all the time. It's kind of growing worlds. Um, and if you look through different events, there's always something going on. So there are group rides going on. There are different workouts that you can do. Um, there are races that you can do. There's just a massive load of choice about what you want to do and when you want to do it and where you want to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, and I think probably on the on the Tuesday night when we do a racing, there can be up to like 40,000 people around the world all riding on Zwift at the same time. So uh, a hugely rich and varied platform, which is massively used across the whole world. You know, it probably gives us a, a reasonable summary to start off with. I'm sure people will kind of want to add some stuff to that. But there's um, a start you, for ten. You, you missed France, Paris, and Innsbruck. Oh, there we go. Eight, eight worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. So, there's one thing I'd, I'd add there is you mentioned sort of the various events. We talked almost like going back a step to the equipment. Another key thing is having the companion app on your phone, and that really gives you a sort of a way in so this is a, a separate thing to the actual zwift app that you sort of cycle through it's basically an app which allows you to sort of sign up for events it's got a nice sort of calendar in there you can just sort of scan down you can see all the various events and it's worth probably saying that the events fall into usually four different categories so you'll see these different letters you'll see like a b c d and that generally corresponds to how much how much power or how quick they're going to be a being generally a quicker ride and D being a sort of a slower ride. And then every now and then you also see an E as well, which means a workout. So that's when you actually sort of join a group ride, but then you all do a dedicated workout at your own sort of power settings. So I've seen, I've seen Tom, you do just my observations. You do some racing stuff, but you do like a group ride in the morning, a steady one in the morning. I see Jake does a lot of racing. Dave does a bit of racing and a bit of everything. Liz and Anna, what sort of stuff do you do in, in Zwift? I do quite a lot of the women's rides. There, there's a lot. There's, I mean, I've done races. I did the um, Swift Academy women, and that was amazing. That was really good because they were all there was eight, I think, different things. Some of them were workouts. There were races. There were group rides, and the, the women's ones are really chatty. They don't chat on Discord or anything like that, but there's they use the chat bar, so you can just type messages, and they're actually really helpful. And they, you know. The women ask that they have probably asked different questions to men about Swift while you're riding. And, you know, a lot of things, a lot of new members, new people who've just joined asking about what's a power up, what's this, you know, what do these symbols mean that come up? You know, how, how do you give a power up or how do you, you know, what does it do? You know, and they, they're talking about it. The people, the girls that lead the rides tell you a good deal about what's actually happening. Tell you, They're giving you information about how to ride the ride. You yeah. know, how fast we're going to go. How, we know what it means to be what's per kilo. You know, how we're going to start. You know, we're going to we're going to might work a bit harder up a hill, but we'll all regroup at the top. And actually, the women are pretty good at doing that. 
so there's a, you can usually stay in a group but they usually end up they always have a leader who's got like a yellow bat i don't know what you call it a a sort beacon. of like a crown <laughs> and and then there's they have someone at the back who's going slower picking up the people at the back so there's always somebody there yeah i think i think it's important every, because it doesn't matter how slow you are yeah i think it's understanding that when you go into this virtual world you're not kind of on your own there's normally like twenty thousand people in there which i think is mm -hmm. quite a lot to fathom in your own mind and see people zipping around Anna, talk to us about yours i saw you zipped around france earlier on today I, I find yeah right i did i think i'm still sort of um you know i'm still playing with it really just getting to know the difference um you know all the different routes and I have, you know, like Liz, I've joined a couple of the races. I did one women's race. I tried so hard that I think I nearly passed out at the end, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is really interesting because I didn't actually try that hard in the men's race. It's a really silly, well, in the mixed race, I should say. But yeah, it was, so that was a bit um, interesting. But I, yeah, I, I need to do another one. I put myself off, but I do need to do more. Um, but yeah, just also, um, if you're new to it, just, to say that they sort of filter through the worlds as well that you see. So you've normally got three of the options on offer. Um, and I sort of, if there's one that I want to go to, I get around that by arranging a meetup. You can, you know, meet up with, you know, some people within the club, anyone that you're friends with um, within Zwift, you know, I can meet them anywhere. And sometimes I just arrange a meetup where I want to go. They don't even need to be there, but it means that way you can choose any of the routes that you want to. So that's something that I found quite helpful recently. Um, but yeah, just really enjoying getting to, you know, try the different events. And I want to try and do some more of the, you know, the training, uh, the FTP tests and things like that. I'm just new to that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? And lots of us obviously spending quite a bit of time on, you know, in and around Zwift on this, in this virtual world. And uh, I think a lot of us, allude, you know, alluded to it just, it's time friendly. You can just go in whenever you want, which is really helpful, especially in winter. Um, but I think what's been really great from just my observations is just that the, the, the community of the club around this, there's been this pandemic, which has almost forced people into their bedrooms and sheds and stuck at home. But it's making that I'm stuck at home, but I still got some kind of outlet, which um, which has been really interesting. And, and just as a new member myself, just getting to know people through that. Um, I mean, I joined in January pretty much last January, two months before the, the lockdown. And I've got to know so many people through a pandemic which is just really powerful um which demonstrates the power of the club and the community and the supportive community um which has been fab and this is just one arm of it um just just a question, just a question I know I some of the issues have been at uh, the critics of Zwift is saying it's like an adult's game it's like gaming for adults exercise gaming yeah, it's, it's not quite like a Wii Fit or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, there's the gaming element, which I think actually once you get into it, like Jake said about badge hunting, you know, with the power-ups, I think, you know, that there's quite a lot of fun stuff in there and drafting and, you know, learning how to use all of that. But equally, if you don't want to get involved with that, I think I only discovered how, how to use power-ups about six months ago. Yeah, I'd... Uh, been on Zwift for a number of years just because it hadn't interested me before until I realised that they were essential in racing to to do you know to to give you that extra edge. So um, Dave, you're you're too fit. You don't need power ups. <laughs> <laughs>
What is a power up? Come on, tell us. Tell 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 the listeners what a power up because I'm just conscious. I don't want to talk in Zwift code. So I think I don't know. There are four or five different power ups. They basically give you a short boost for about I don't know twenty seconds or so. Um, one is like a an, a drafting boost. So if you're behind someone else, you get an extra. I think it like doubles the drafting effect. Another one's an aero boost. So again, it reduces the drag, but you don't necessarily have to be behind what someone for that. There's a feather weight. So if you're going uphill, it'll reduce your weight. So effectively, you'll be able to go faster up the hill for a short period. But like I said, they only last about 20 seconds or so. Certainly feels a lot shorter than that. One of the really interesting ones in racing is the, um, oh, I can't remember, the ghost Um so if you want to do a little sneaky attack to get away and you deploy a ghost power up, people won't see that you've just attacked and then you'll reappear hopefully somewhere down the road. But you don't don't tend to see that one much. Um, I've probably missed some of the other. Oh, there's like an XP bonus, which is always really disappointing if you get that. Um. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think the purists would say, well, it's not real cycling. But I guess the argument is it's not trying to be real cycling, is it? Do you, do you know what, though, Toby? What... It's the draft effect is amazing. The algorithm, the way the kind of game works, is uh, is outstanding. When when I told I was having this conversation with Kathy yesterday, and she couldn't believe you can draft in Zwift, and it, and it's so much easier to sit in the wheels. You know, it's just like it is out on the road. You know, you you sit in, you get in the pack. You you know, you might be doing fifty watts less than the people on the front, and so there's that whole kind of tactical skill bit involved in it, um, which I think really is important just in normal group rides but also in terms of racing and so forth um and it, and it kind of does give the the game a real edge so yeah there is that gamification bit but but the whole thing is so clever that they try and organize it in a way which really makes it feel as much like cycling as i suppose you could do indoors so yeah the draft effect crucial so when you get that power up and you get your extra draft and so forth it kind of uh, it really works you know it's uh it's a very cool thing, and and I guess you don't have to use all the you know the bells and whistles, the power ups, the add-ons. It just gives you an opportunity to explore, just cycle around. And the and the bit for me of of that that sets it all apart is with a smart trainer. Is when I go up a hill, it feels like it. I'm going up a hill. So so just just the last bit, I guess, is just talking about how realistic is it. Then we're all experienced cyclists. We've done lots of cycling. How how. How realistic is it to sit in my shed on a turbo trainer, yeah, um, and pretend I'm cycling? I guess I'm still putting out some watts, not as watts as a few of us in the room here, but I'm still putting out some. Is it sort of what? what what's the contrast to reality? How far away is it, or am I just being difficult? I don't think my setup is particularly on a on a dumb trainer because you're just pedaling more or less the same all the way through it's not very realistic on the other hand if you're watching how i do up hills i nearly always get dropped on the hills and that's the same as normal life out on the road (laughs) 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 it must be vaguely realistic (laughs) so i got my direct drive turbo recently and the first time i rode after having that i had the difficulty trainer the difficulty on 100 percent on zwift 
and I thought, right, I'm going to go up the uh, the radio tower, which is a really steep kind of half a kilometer climb at the top of Epic Com. And it goes up to about 17%. And I got halfway up there and I thought, oh, my God, this is harder than Ponty Golf Club climb. If I could have, I would have got off and pushed my bloody bike. That was how realistic it felt that day. So, yeah, you know, the what's are real. The pain is real. You sweat just as much. When you go up hills, you know, on a, on a good smart trainer, it can feel super hard as well. So there's, there's a lot of stuff which is, uh, which is really quite similar, I think. Yeah. I think another big thing to flag as well is it's always a lot harder riding indoors. So I think most people reckon it's probably about one and a half times harder to ride indoors than it is outdoors, purely because you don't have traffic lights. So you haven't really got to stop. You haven't got that stop-start motion. You're normally constantly pedaling, although you can obviously descend on Zwift and you don't have to pedal if you're going down a hill. But a lot of the time you are sort of constantly pedaling. So it's, if anything, I think riding indoors is harder to um, than actually riding outdoors. And there's often quite a lot of sort of funny jokes you see. Like I know a lot of people have watched the the cycling on the weekend and sort of Van der Poel putting down that amazing attack to win Strada Bianchi. And there was quite a few little memes there saying he wouldn't have won a Zwift race with those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that might tell more to what people are putting as their weight on Zwift rather than anything else. But uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it, it's hard, very hard. Yeah. Okay, I'm just I'm just conscious of time. Um, uh, thanks for everyone for you know their, their contribution here. I hope we've shared with the members um, some really interesting insights to our experiences on Zwift. Just have a think for a second, and any take-home messages or your best experience or worst experience on Zwift? Maybe good, maybe bad, something humorous. I don't know. Anything you want to just share in closing with the members? I'll open the innings just um, just to say. My experience on Zwift is um, it's really allowed me to, to do a more cycling and become part of a community on the Discord. Um, I know I'm not there on the weekends because I still venture outside, rain, wind, snow, ice, I still go out. But it's just those, those connections have, have made me really feel part of the club which I joined pre-pandemic. So thanks to all. Um, Anna? Yeah, I would say it's given me... Um you know, a real joy of going out on my bike more than I did before. I've always loved going out on my actual bike anyway, but I didn't really appreciate that, you know, it just sort of, it feels easier, I think, because you do start to see the effects of the training. Uh, so even within the last couple of months, although I'm new to it, I am noticing a difference when I go out on my bike. And actually, it just feels so lovely then to be outside as well as a comparison. I am enjoying the drifting, but there's nothing quite like, you know, being out as well. So, yeah, I think it's just given me a real different appreciation of, of being out and, and the training that you're able to put in. I've gone from doing, you know, maybe I try and do 100 miles a week. Now I should be able to do 150 miles with Zwift and the elevation that I'm doing is doubling. I think, for, you know, you can just reach those different goals a lot easier than using it. So one, one big thing I've really benefited from the last probably year I was quite a keen sort of time trialist before, so I like the sort of competitive edge, also raced a bit of sort of cyclocross. So it's probably been the Zwift Racing League, which Zwift started, when this, this finished the second season. I'm conscious we're going to be talking a bit more about racing in another podcast, so I won't go into too much detail. But it's it's a team aspect of it, so it's not just individual racing. We've got our own sort of teams. We've got sort of five other people that I race with, one being Dave on a, on a Tuesday night. And you have like a little scratch race one week, and then you have the, a team time trial as well. They have racing. This is that collective 
community, which I think we seem to have touched on quite a few times. So you have a little sort of pre pre chat race on Discord, and then afterwards you have a little bit of banter as well. And it's just, I think during the pandemic when everyone's been so isolated, it's nice to have something that feels semi normal and have that bit of that competitive edge. Yeah, interesting. I think. Go on, Dave. I th- sorry, I was going to say for for me, uh, my my highlight, yeah, definitely Swift Racing League. Um, the ability to race. I mean, I've road raced quite a lot in the past, and really went off road racing because of the crash risk. Um, whereas you can get that same feeling, that same adrenaline rush <coughs> from from racing in Swift Racing League, but be safe in your shed. Um, I don't think anybody has crashed yet, but I suppose it could happen. <laughs> um, another highlight for me was was sort of. Um, semi-coaching one of the Wednesday night sessions and coming up with a make make sure you breathe through your mouth not your nose um that that was quite fun um one of my low lights is is probably bonking so close to home like uh, I never <laughs> thought that would be possible but it has happened amazing uh, do you know what I love being able to do challenges and be really close to home as well so I've done some things on Zwift that I probably would have found it really hard to do outdoors we we've done uh the Everest in twice so doing 12 hours on a bike to cycle the height of Everest it just it's so much easier doing it in the house because you can get off in between you can get it's convenient you you know you can go and get food whenever you want to but actually you know you're also doing this kind of crazy challenge with loads of other people we did the uber pretzel the other day and it just reminds me how nuts cyclists are there were five thousand people cycling uh like a breakneck speed across watopia um i think it's about 120 kilometer course finishing up the <laughs> out to zwift and to have like 5,000 people doing something as crazy as that, four hours on the turbo all at the same time, it's just bonkers. And it reminds you how brilliant cyclists are and, and how much kind of fun it is. And, and, and you get get some really good challenges. But there's like that convenience to it at home. I've done things on Swift that probably I wouldn't have really done in the outdoors. And, you know, I think that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it, it is the convenience. You can suddenly decide I want to ride at three o'clock in the afternoon. You look on Swift and if you want to, you can usually find a, a workout or a time try things that you can do with other people. They may not be people, you know, but they're people from all over the world. Depending on what time you go, you get the different nationalities. The other thing is if I race, if I race out in the real world, I can't possibly keep up with everybody. I would always be on my own because they don't do veteran women races. But if on Swift, I can actually find a race that I can actually do quite well in. If I do the D races, I can actually come, you know, quite high up. C races, not so much. <laughs> I can do half an hour with them and then I get dropped. <laughs> That's great because you've got the, the, the reach of the whole world. Yeah, it's sort of, it's good for every ability, really. You know, you, you don't have to go fast. And if you've done 50,000 metres of climbing, you can get the Tron bike, so you can do the whole thing on a luminous bike that glows, and that is pretty cool, and you'd never get one of those outside. I'm, I've I'm got just, about 13,000 to go, right? <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to do a bit of a glow here, because I had a race to the Tron bike with Jake, and I eased up to let, to let us draw. Okay, we did the final ascent. I eased up. I was a week ahead of it. But anyway, that's my little laugh. The Tron bike is a, a very quick bike that you earn by climbing eight. No, it's more than that. 30,000 meters. 50,000 50, 50, 50, meters. Yeah. 
crazy. I get. I guess for me, by the end of the year. <laughs> I guess for me, the the whole Zwift experience allowed me to ride my bike more during winter, especially, um, and be safe. And importantly, still be. Whereas I used to ride it in the shed on my own, and it used to be dark and pretty dingy and pretty lonely. Now I've got a community which I can engage in. So it's been a great experience for me. I hope you enjoyed this evening's podcast. That was episode three. Thanks again to Jake, Anna, Tom, Liz and David for their invaluable contributions tonight talking all things related to virtual cycling and in particular Zwift. Please visit the club website cardiffajaxcycling.co.uk and if you're interested in Zwift, head over to zwift.com or Google any or Google Zwift and there's lots of relevant information. In particular, if you Google DC Rainmaker or GP Llama, they have specific websites that detail technical information around online virtual cycling and there's a, a wealth of information there. But in particular, if you want to get in contact, drop the club uh, a message on the Facebook site. We've got lots of WhatsApp groups that will support you in making any decisions or just any support. Or if you want to log on to Discord for a chat, just drop a message and, and the club will um, get you on that Discord server just to connect with some other members in the club. Thanks again to the sponsors and look forward to hearing you all again or seeing you all again in the next podcast in the series.